Um, guys, I moved house. How did you find me? Yeah, you took a lot of stalking, bro. Um, you looked in New Zealand? Yeah, we was over there at that Christmas time. Hey, cuz. Uh, okay, you can stop now. Um, and what's your excuse, sound engineer? You should know better. Well, he told me Chaz was with you. Right. Yes, welcome to episode 20-something of The Racing Cast. We're back and lazier than ever, which is why I don't know what number it is. I am the Warbster, and joining me are the DSO. Warbster, great to be here in uh, the palatial new surrounds of Warbster Manor. And great to hear you talking without a New Zealand accent. And the sound engineer. Yeah, g'day mate, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. So lads, a new year dawns, and uh, we're doing this on Superloop Adelaide 500 weekend. They actually managed to find a company with Super in their name. Yeah, I have it on good authority that um, it's really easy to start up an NBN reselling company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it could be Archer Capital set up Superloop just for themselves. Quite possibly. So Makes I guess your internet pretty cheap. So, let, what's that? Makes your internet pretty cheap. Uh, internet's pretty crap at the moment. I can <laughs> tell you, any, anyone that's got NBN, my God. Oh my god, talk about slow. Having been in New Zealand and experiencing good home internet. Yes. 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 So um, let's talk about the elephant in the room, Warbster. Uh, or the hippopotamus? <laughs> we'll get to him and his mates later. So you've probably seen on our pages that uh, we were planning a bit of a hiatus. We've decided we're going to run the. Uh, the podcast a little bit differently this year we're mm-hmm. going to record them when we can mm-hmm. we're not going to put uh, we're so we're no longer a time certain no. podcast no. thanks i think that might have been jim Sproul. one of the that comment came from one of the pages so yes we're no longer a time certain podcast we're not going to put ourselves under the pressure of trying to record it one weekend and have it edited and mm-hmm. packaged to, for the following supercar event yeah we're going to take probably a bit wider view this year yeah definitely it won't be as uh, quite as detailed so for those um, nauseatingly detailed race reports uh, that they're done you just won't just look on uh, Racing Insiders for those if you want yes, or read yes. or read or read Crusher.cafe no don't do that that was my joke no. oh sorry I was meant to say that damn <laughs> um, alright so yeah we're going to take a wider overview again look at all the categories we're still going to talk about supercars primarily because uh, it gives us such fertile material probably, that's the only thing I care about supercars yeah I didn't think you cared about anything yes. well, well you might be right but the important part is we're back we're back we're happy we're glad that you're listening to us and we're going to be as libelous as ever so I guess well, with, uh, some of us are going to be as libelous as ever and we'll get to that as we run through the podcast so I guess with uh, one race out of the way, we have a, some idea of where everyone is in the pecking order, but for the sake of clarity in Supercar's main series... Yep. So for 2018-2019, we said goodbye to... Uh, Craig Lance to a 888 co-drive and his wreck back to Supercar's. His wreck? Well, the wreck he was driving on. Yeah, okay. He's not Jason Bright. <laughs> Garth Tander to uh, left GRM and headed over to... Triple Eight for a co-drive, which we'll get into uh, that whole fuel roar in a minute. Mm. Uh, Michael Caruso to a Tickford co-drive. Uh, Sandy yeah, Tim Blanchard to a senior position at Cool Drive. The fourth Tickford wreck went back to Supercars. Uh, yes, we'll uh, talk about that manoeuvring as well with uh, Twenty Three Red going back to Campbellfield. The deputy race director and IPO at Supercars, Michael Massey, is heading to. Formula One, mm. Formula Two, Formula Three, and remarkably, uh, the back end of Porsche Carrera Cup as race director. Yes, um, but he won't be travelling very far for the first race of the Formula One season. No. And uh, finally, and this one's probably the biggest one for uh, history nerds like me, the Ford Falcon to the history books of Australian touring car racing. Yes, successful in its final race, successful in the final championship it will ever run. And the big one since last time we spoke, Warbster, was GT uh, being retired from full-time driving. Yes, he's uh, out at uh, Gary Rogers Motorsport. He's uh, got his co-drive with Triple Eight and uh, looks like he's spending a fair bit of time around the uh, Channel 10 studios. Yeah, it's popped up on uh, RPM, watching his social media this weekend. He's uh, helped Richo pull apart the Carrera Cup Porsche on Sat- uh, Friday and headed out to the skids with Mike Van Bremen at Avalon last night. So... Garth's staying active 
in motorsport, very active on social media, and uh, mm. yeah, good luck to him. I suppose let's just touch on that a little bit. Mm. Garth's one of these blokes that can be quite polarizing. You either really like him or really don't. Mm. He's a very good performer on social media, and I actually think that uh, whilst he's not Mr. Smiley, he probably would be a lot better in the Craig Lowndes Foxtel role than oh, Lowndes would you. be. God, Hmm. Yeah, could simply because I think he's going to contradict Scaife a hell of a lot more. Yep. We'll get to that later. The what? circumstances... So hang on, so Warpster, mm. Gary Rogers kicked him out? I no. Can't, I can't believe that. No, it, Gary Rogers, I don't think that was a Gary Rogers decision. I think that was a Peter Addison decision. Yeah, but hang on, Peter, Peter Addison doesn't own the race team. Nobody or does it. Or does he? Yeah, there is that. And we've heard the rumour that Mr. Adderton may in actual fact have already bought or is about to buy GRM. Yes, uh, I think that's a fairly fairly strong possibility considering uh, GRM's operations have um, very much expanded with the Super 5000 uh, program. Mm, and TCR. TCR program yep. as well. So I could see the supercar side possibly being split off given Addison's got no interest in anything lower than a V8. Hmm. Um, and he's made it public that... Uh, probably uh, within the last 12 months, made it quite public that he's very interested in owning a team. Yes, I think the part of the reason he's left um, Walker uh, Andretti United is sorry, because... Sorry, please. The soccer team. The soccer team. Just in case there's new listeners, uh, Walker Andretti United sounds like a soccer team, so that's what we call them. Yeah. Um, new listeners? New listeners. <laughs> what, all six of them? Exactly. <laughs> but, one of uh, them. Well, one of them. Anyway, maybe I'll start listening. No, don't. You don't, pay, you don't pay attention when we're recording in front of you. Let alone listen to it when we play it back. Anyway, enough of giving him crap. Yep. Now, um, Addison, he sort of said, well, it's it's very much the Addison way now. If you looked at the um, launch of the team before Adelaide, what a, it was a bit, what was that all about, you know? Like, Gary Rogers is sort of all substance and no flash, and Peter Addison is all flash and no substance. You yeah. watch the promo videos that went along with it. Number one, annoying, irritating American voiceover. Number two, you're going on about sponsorships with sort of Chad Reed and Motocross and like, seriously, I know I know, Boost is trying to sort of attract the youth market. That's why double O-F. Mm. Are you a youth I'm sound a, engineer? Apparently I'm a youth. Okay. okay. So Addison's going after the youth market in a big way. I mean, pretty much instead of having like half an hour of wanky videos and stupid glad handing and all the other crap, just get Addison on stage, put his hat on backwards, and just go from there. Although I suppose, <laughs> and I do suppose, and do chuckers to the camera, bro. Yeah, exactly. Although there is one danger: if you put a hat on his head like that, it may actually rip part of his face off and reveal how many friggin' facelifts he's had. Easy, easy. He's the new Charlie Forklift of supercars. No, no, no. He's the new Craig Gore of supercars. Oh well, well. Right, Patton Shakespeare, eh? Something like that. Three, yeah. three idols. So yes, Addison. And uh, yes, he screwed Garth. Yeah. Now, Garth and I don't get along. I think that's fairly well known. But on this one, Garth, if you are listening, you got royally screwed. Richie Stanaway did nothing to deserve that drive. Yep. And on that note, let's and move on to, to... For the historically minded, I want the two of you to offer me a sentence for the greatest Falcon moment in the 50 years it raced. And that's not... That's the Falcon moment, not the greatest Falcon moment. Dick Johnson hitting the rock was, was the greatest a, Falcon. That moment. was a Falcon moment, but it wasn't a Falcon moment if you know what, what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, um, I've got a. Uh, well, I've got four uh, numbers for that. 1977. The one two. The one two and cleaning up in the touring car championship. Was that the XB or the XC hardtop? Uh, that was the first year of the XC, actually. Beautiful. Mm. Jackie. Eek. Jackie X and Animal Hamilton and Colin Bond. Sound engineer, in your vast years of watching touring car racing in Australia, yeah. can, you, can, can you offer uh, your favourite Falcon moment? Yeah, well, as we all know, I have the most experience out of the three of us in vintage historic touring car racing. Bullshit! <laughs> Come on. Yeah, and so my favourite moment is when Dick Johnson threads the Falcon through the trees. Forest Elbow? Yeah, at Forest Elbow. What year? Come on. 
Okay, I don't know how you managed to um, get a particular attachment to that moment, considering it was the year before I was born. <laughs> and well before you were born. I've got a couple. Um, for mine, it's a toss-up between, and I can't remember the year off the top of my head, the year that uh, Ford took the money off Roland, so Triple Eight ran as hog's breath and not Ford. So that was an absolutely dominated the series, took Bathurst, went out on an absolute high in there, not Falcon. And also probably the year... Marcus Ambrose and Greg Murphy decided to have a big crash on the run-up to the cutting and had a punch on. 2005. Or a, or a, or a push and shove, at least, because neither of them were brave enough to punch the other one. You know, but I digress. The biggest irony of that, of course, being that one of the major sticking points of Triple Eight actually losing the Ford money was the fact that their cars were red. Mm. Now, have a look at the uh, major uh, Holden Ford contenders these days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah... Not a lot of red, not a lot of blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there is, except well, all the other way around. Yeah, exactly. So, Wolfstar, you've done a great job on this list, mm-hmm. but you forgot the biggest omission. Who have we said goodbye to on the Foxtel coverage in the commentary team? Well, we haven't had the chance to say goodbye to him. Well, a bit like the others. <laughs> Russell Ingle. Russell Ingle, the man who looks 4,000 years old, mm-hmm. has uh, been unceremoniously dumped... Replaced by Craig Lowndes. So there was an interesting comment about uh, the Falcon, some of the Falcon chassis being reskinned as Mustangs, and uh, one pundit on one of the pages this morning said that Russell Ingalls being reskinned as Craig Lowndes in the commentary box. <laughs> Thought that was pretty good. It's unfortunately, though, it does sort of widen the perception of the Triple Eight commentary team because now they've got absolutely no. Everyone in there has been through Triple Eight at one point or another. Alrighty, so in new locations we see, well, we've touched on Stanaway to GRM. Mm-hmm. Mark Winterbottom. To Team Forklift. In a straight swap with Lee Holdsworth, who goes to Tickford. So, out of those two, mm. who's the best? What's the best deal in that swap? Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Will Davidson. Ah, so, 23 Reds' entire operation has been annexed to Tickford, and uh, based on race one of the 2019 series and qualifying at the moment Will Davo seems to be the winner in the uh, in the non-DJR Mustang stakes. Yes because uh, that number four car is going to become a number three car very quickly because um, Holdsworth is a spud oh. <laughs> what let's just say it he is he's a spud yeah. um, he had a lot of potential in his GRM days but it, he just never went on with it. Crashed too much excuse me and the other issue there is that um, Mark Winterbottom what the hell are you doing taking all the Charlie Forklift's money, puddling around mm. in that absolute dunger? And I would love to get to the end of the year and you be in the top five and prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's but it just, ain't going to friggin' happen. Yeah, third of, the third of the third 19. Let's just timestamp this recording. Um, yes, I think I can work out um, the reason behind Mark Winterbottom's motivation. So, Orbster, I believe you want to throw to the... What is it, uh, Sound Engineer? What do you call it? The Maud Fustang. The Maud Fustang. The Maud Fustang. Uh, so it's the, not a Mustang. Uh, so, the Aussie racer on steroids? Go okay. on. Go on, Orbster. Okay. Yours. We get the fact that Mark II looks better. We get the fact the Mustang GT4 looks better. We get the fact that the supercar version doesn't look exactly like a production Mustang. Now, guess what? They have to fit the damn thing over a spec chassis. That's how life is. It yeah. wasn't designed for a two-door car. Yep. So the fact is, you've done the they've done the best they can with the, with the canvas that they've been given. Oh, and by the way, sorry, Ryan Walkinshaw, if you're listening, the category's bigger than you are, so you can spout about I'm not going to bring a Camaro into the sport till you change the chassis. It, it bides your time and wait for the next lot of rule changes. No, next. go to TA2. <sighs> Don't. <laughs> Hi, Dewey. No. Hi, Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, on, on, in all honesty, like the people have been cracking it. Oh, it doesn't look like a production. No, it wasn't going to. It's a spec f-ing chassis. Yep. They all look like you know, like the, the Commodore's not a Commodore. Sorry, the Altima's not an Altima. Sorry, is it, isn't no, no the Commodore? Isn't isn't it an Opel or a Peugeot? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, no. we're getting sick. Liam Gill's Hyundai yeah, right. doesn't look like a Hyundai. Mm. No, looks like a Pythagorean. That's it. <laughs> 
Anyway, but no, the, the, everyone complaining about the Mustang. Just be happy that Ford came back and put the type of money that they're putting into it. Because if they didn't, You'd this be, sport would be looking real bloody sick right now. You wouldn't and it'd be have, a bunch of ZBs. You, that's exactly right. You wouldn't have six Mustangs in it. You'd have four Datsuns, you know, sixteen or seventeen Commodores, and that'd be about it. Mm. And the Datsuns only got a year left to run anyway. Mm. Yep, and then uh, God knows what happens to Kelly. They either go back to Holden or they find someone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we know that they're I making a Kelly engine there. But in, in any in any case, just guys, we get it. It doesn't look like a production one. Yep, it's happened. You've still got fours out there to cheer. Make the best of it. Absolutely. And they've started the year with an absolute explosion of uh, of parody. <laughs> cries Scott, with uh, Scott. with uh, Scotty Mack running away with race one as we saw yesterday and uh, we're recording this between uh, provisional qualifying where four out of the f- top five are Mustangs so what the Hello, Mr. Roland. Yeah, are you with those fucking idiots recording that fucking podcast? Uh, um, uh, 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 maybe? Listen, put that fucking Warpster on now. Uh, um, Warpster! Yes. Hello, Roland. How's things in Adelaide? That fucking shithouse you've seen fucking qualifying and the top 10 shootout. That fucking Mustang's got me. Fuck. I tell you right now, that fucking Ryan story, I'm gonna fucking have And that fucking Ludo. You need to fix this fucking Warpster. You need to fix this ass. You know what, Pierre? Just hang up. Yeah. Warbster, the rookies. The The rookies. rookies. Your boy. Yes. Finally got a gig. Gary Jacobson to Kelly Racing. In a Datsun. Sound engineer, your boy. Yeah, my boy. Well, he's not your boy because well, he's, he's not. He's really not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone's boy, Macaulay Jones, uh, young Macca, finally uh, got a gig with Brad Jones Racing and Tim Blanchard, and actually to the entire Blanchard family, really, really good work. Tim just wasn't up to speed, and I'm glad that they had the self-realization that uh, that he was uh, wasn't quick enough. But they've uh, cool drive have hung around and they're throwing some cash at BJR and that's the important thing that um, mm. Macca, who's got a you know got a fair bit of skill about him gets a go. So Warbster, while we're talking about rookies, um, there's one that you forgot in our those that are exiting. Mm. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with He's you. He's gone from the main game as a, as a co-driver. He's mm. gone from Super Two. He's basically just gone. Paul Umbrella, everybody. Of the two favourites to graduate, who's going to fare better? Uh, in the immediate future, Gary Jacobson, because he's got more um, Super 2 experience. and has uh, got more seat time. Got more seat time. Mm. He knows the Altima. Long term, I think Macaulay Jones is actually a hell of a talent. He's got a heck load of talent. Mm. Yep, absolutely. So I think I think both of them are very good. The pool's a bit thinner this year compared to last year in terms yeah. of um, rookies. All right, now we're not going to go blow by blow, but... I know you've done a lot of work on the script, Warbster. I'm going to go completely off it like I do every single podcast. Cool. Gentlemen, I want you... I'm going to pause this. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a think about it. I want you to give me your top five in order for the championship. engineer sometimes you think oh uh, um, yeah okay what do you think this time T- so this time i'm thinking in order an, in order yep number one scotty yep number two the gears minion right uh, especially if they keep arguing parody right uh, keep going <laughs> number three davy uh number four winker and number five Chaz. all right no great surprises there no, um really. uh number one uh champion will be scotty mack again uh, number two will be Shane Van Gisbergen. I'm giving third to David Reynolds because um, Erebus is looking a lot more dangerous than this time last year. And the fact that he's got Anton pushing him will only drive that whole team forward. Number four, Fabian Coulthard. 
I think Fabs is going to have a comeback year this year. The Mustang already seems to suit him more than the Falcon did last year, so um, possibly he may um, save his career on that. Number five, and I'm kind of amazed I'm putting him this lot far down, uh, Jamie Wincup. Some common threads. I think Scotty's um, he's just he's absolutely in the zone. Mm. He's where Wincup was six or eight years ago, mm. um, just at, at the peak of the ramp. Uh I think um, I think Jamie Wincup, or as I like to call him J Dud, will be second in the championship this year. I think wow. he's okay. I think he's I think he's driving for his future, mm. much the same as Fabs is driving for his future. Mm. Both come out of contract, and remember that point when we talk a little bit later about mm. Chaz mm. Uh, as to why I think Jamie Wincup's driving for his future. Third, I think, will be Dave Reynolds, uh, but it'll be a lot closer, a lot tighter, one, two, and three, you know, maybe only a couple of hundred points across the top three or four this year. Fourth, as I just mentioned, the other bloke driving for his future is Chaz. Uh, Chaz has got uh, the opportunity to go wherever he wants at the end of the year, including somewhere that you don't necessarily think he might go. And fifth will be Fabian Coulthard, so we'll timestamp that one, and let's let's roll into... Mm -hmm. Newcastle. All right. Newcastle. We all know what happened at Newcastle. It's a long time ago. Yes. In a nutshell, uh, the race wasn't decided in the stewards room. Thank God. On the Sunday. was on the Saturday, though. Yeah, sadly, it was on the Saturday. Um, uh, I have not seen that level of rancor since um, the round before. Mm. Shane Van Gisbergen clearly got caught with his hand in the jar. As far as the um, penalty was concerned, I don't think there's any argument that he broke the rule. Yep. Why Triple Eight decided to then drag it out another 12 hours by um, refusing the penalty offered, I am not clear on, and I don't know why the hell they would have. I've got a theory. Really? Yeah. Go on. Well, Roland. Roland thinks he's got the biggest balls in supercars. Yeah. I was standing next to Scotty Mack in the bathroom at the Cams Awards last Saturday night, not Roland, so I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. say things. This he is purely to, speculative. Does Scotty have to lift them to keep them out of the trough? Or? Oh, I'll tell you right now, he, um, he's a better man than I, Gungadin. Gun. <laughs> that explains why his missus came all the way from the States, doesn't it? Anyway. That's a long way. <laughs> enough, enough. Oh, it's good to see some things never change. Yeah, Newcastle was um, just another, and it was another one of those races. There was a lot of rancor on the Saturday. Luckily, that wasn't decided on the track, and I think partly that was because um, the Van Gisbergen side of the Triple A garage just completely deflated after Saturday. Yep, they thought they they thought they'd pegged the gap back. They thought they'd got one over Scotty, and then when he ran out of fuel, and um, yeah, it all went down the toilet the second the um, penalty hit the uh, table. And that was all their own damn fault. And that's the thing that Triple Eight would have to have recognised is the fact that they lost that championship themselves between that Saturday penalty at Newcastle and the unsafe release at Surface Paradise. They dropped a bag of points. For the team, for the team that are supposedly the best funded... Uh, and the most polished, most successful in the history. Mm. They made a hell of a lot of mistakes in the pit lane last mm. year. And if there's one thing you don't do with a Penske team, it's give them an opportunity yep. because they will take it. Absolutely. Super 2, Warbster. Mm. I suppose uh, the headlines here are Triple Eight is back in the second tier with uh, everyone's favourite medical car toucher, Brenton Grove. Yep. And the second fastest in his family, Kurt Kostecki. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think realistically super 2 looks a little bit light on for talent this year mm. so warbster let's uh let's look at a top four we've already had a bit of a chat before we started recording mm. for mine i think there are four that'll be the the standouts i think tom randall and will brown yep and you were saying uh brody kostecki definitely out of the, the out of the three brothers yep oh sorry out of the three family members i should say yeah correct brody kostecki the only reason he's not in the triple a car is because he has the wrong father and um Bryce Fullwood in the um, Matt White Nissan is looking very good Datsun. so far this year. That's even Gizzy calls him Datsun. So. I don't care what Gizzy calls him. Bloody Nissan. Right. Why did you bang the table? Anyway, I don't know. Like okay. the table. But um, in, in in other news, um, there is a few more driver movements. Um, for example. 
When Dumbrell says I quit and you can't afford shit, that's Fiore. So warps to the uh, the Grand Tourist. Abby Eaton drives for Eagleston Motorsport. Hmm. Hopefully Hope- faster than the Stig did for the Kellys. Yeah, that was a bit short-lived. Certainly generating a little bit of interest on social media. Hmm. And possibly the um, female version of um, Grinder. Mm. Yeah, well, look, and, and just we're not going to we won't boot around the bush with that one. Um, Abby has come out, and she is um, she's uh, openly gay, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. And uh, it doesn't affect her ability to drive. Doesn't a car, affect so her ability, but what, what, what it does do is it uh, it fuels the uh, lesbian fantasies of probably three quarters of the motorsport audience out there. Exactly. Mm. And uh, finally, uh, reigning uh, Porsche. Uh, Carrera Cup person Dylan mm-hmm. O'Keefe uh, gets out of his overpowered Beetle and into the GRM Commodore, vacated by the homeless Chris Pippa. Yeah, well, that'd be because Wilson Security uh, had a change of CEO late last year, and they've pulled just about every single cent out of motorsport. They're into the races and the rugby, and uh, I think Australian motorsport will be slightly poorer. Yes, and indeed. the ladder of success is a. F- Joke. Right, I'll beep the F word out. No worries. Speaking of Super 2, Warpster, there's someone who isn't there that we probably need to talk a little bit about. Uh, no, not Austin Powers, although he is driving for Kyle Austin. Hey! <laughs> Oh, behave. <laughs> yeah. No, Matt Powers, the 2018 pro winner of the Aussie Driver Search. But we'll delve into that off-season swirl around him after the break. Hi, Tim. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. How does it happen? You're feeling down, maybe wearing a frown, or grimacing till your forehead will burst, you couldn't feel worse. A need for fun needs a big comedy hit, and the best comedy hit is this shit, the Racing Insiders Podcast. G'day listeners, I'm the Seamster, no, actually the real one. Here at Supercars Headquarters, we sometimes take things a bit too seriously, when that starts to happen, everyone listens to the latest Racing Insider's racing cast. The bloke who thinks he's my predecessor, some pseudo-cams official, and the funny one that makes the other two bearable somehow get together to record the funniest Aussie motorsport podcast around. Go search iTunes or Spotify for the Racing Insider's podcast before I sue them. Oh, and give them a like on Facebook. There are only 99,000 likes behind GT. MotorRacingClickbait.com Racing news. You want it, you need it. Your number one source should be the real insiders. Those in the paddock. Those who know the place inside out. All the gossip. All the rumours. All the misleading headlines. All the dodgy wording you can handle. With pop-up ads aplenty and no context whatsoever. It's not Speed Cafe, but it's pretty f***ing close. Whatever you want to know, just click on the pointless motor racing clickbait.com link found at the end of this podcast. Not written, spoken, or authorised by the following people Brett Murray, Chris Lambden, Fogues, James Phelps, Grant Rowley, Andrew Van Leeuwen, Barry, even though he doesn't know when there's a race on, Matt Koch, The Sleuth, Will Dale, or Lachlan Mansell. and welcome back to the racing cast and a big thank you to our newest sponsor pointlessmotorracingclickbait.com for coming on board with the racing cast although we take no responsibility for any beat up quotes masquerading as news right anyway 
Back to Matt Powers, the American, who won the major prize in the Australian driver search competition. This is what he said after winning. But there could be only one winner, and this is Australia's newest Super 2 driver. The winner of the pro comp is Matt Powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby! Yeah. No, actually, this is what he really said. Yeah, it's a dream, honestly. It's, it was a dream to just jump in here and uh, and drive a supercar, especially a, a current generation uh, car of the future um, that Matt Stone brought out here. But to be able to win, uh, I mean, I'm holding Matt Stone's business card right now. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to believe. It's honestly, it's, it's beyond my wildest dreams. Um, my dad got me into it and he passed away a couple years ago. And uh, so, yeah. I'm just, I'm just excited to make him proud and, and be out here and, and uh, excited to be living in Australia soon. <laughs> now, Warbster, that sounded to me like the prize was a Super 2 drive. Mm -hmm. What is Matt Powers driving this year out of the Kyle Austin motor racing stable? Let me ask you a question and be honest. Uh, Super 3. I'm telling you, baby, that's not mine. Super 3. Righto. Hmm. Yes, so instead of a Super 2 drive worth around $600,000, he was given a Super 3 drive worth about... Uh, Half that. Right. Maybe and, even less. Yeah, well, and uh, and not with Matt Stone. Fook me, that was fast. Uh, and to compound this, the major prize drive this year is another Super 3 drive. Right. While we are going to present the facts as we see them, we aren't trying to claim that there is anything shonky going on, unlike Paul Morris. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look, listen, just because the dudes opened the Dude Driver Academy in the end of the same week, he was um, a, little cri a little critical of Aussie driver search. Yes, but unfortunately, um, Paul can afford lawyers and we can't. Mm. Um, however, it is worthwhile stating the financial pressures and management pitfalls uh, within ADS in order to understand why the dude went at them so hard. And did he ever. So... Aussie Driver Search claims it's modified the prize as Powers didn't have the ability to compete in Super 2. You just don't get it, do you? You don't. Mm, so actually true? Well, that's a really good point, Sound Engineer. In the competition, the guy beat Zach Best and John McCorkendale, whose names you may recognise as Warbster. Uh, Runner-up and third in the Super 3 Championship last year. Right, when it was the Kumo Touring Car Series. It's all same-same. Yes. What conclusions do we draw from this one? Uh, I think he was probably capable of running Super 2. I just don't know that the uh, money was there. Well, did he have a licence? A Super 3? Do you have a Super licence? Don't need a Super licence for Super 3. Only need a Super licence for Super cars. Don't need a Super okay. licence for Super 2. Mm -hmm. But hang on, Warbster. If you read the statement released by Aussie Driver Search, it's given powers two years in Super 3, therefore making up to the $600,000 prize as promised. I'm just going to assume it all went to plan what? Over two years. Well... Oh. So, so they've, got, they've got longer to find the money. Yes. Right. That's interesting. The, is that a, no, I'm not, I'm not, there's another P word to be said here, and it ain't parody. The other thing that has come to our attention just recently, Matt Stone's essentially walked away from the whole thing yeah. after helping him so much. Go on. Well, it probably says something. Probably that they didn't have the 600,000, and Matt Stone may have become wary of the management structure and footing the competition has. Yep. Uh, consider the founder of Aussie Driver Search, Kyle Austin. Never heard of him? Well, you wouldn't be alone. Well, yeah, some of us have. So, look, Mr. Austin has a background uh, and education in driver training and small business. As they have said many times over the years, to be successful in motor racing, you start out with a big business and finish with a small one. Yes. It's fair to say, though, that he lacks two things all startups need, especially ones on the scale that Aussie Driver Search is now taking on. Um, big entity uh, management. Archer Capital, a little warbster. You know, uh, a... Uh, mm. S someone with lots and lots of money prepared to throw it around? Uh, yeah, that'd and be you? it. And you? Um, and big entity management skills as well, because when you start talking about a 16 cars and all of the itinerant sort of costs and need to keep up and the paperwork and all that's concerned, 
It is a lot of work. And so you need a warbster. Pretty much. You, bring, yeah. you need a warbster, and importantly, you need a what are you hell doing? of you need a hell of a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. You're too busy selling billboards. I don't sell billboards anymore. He's uh, in retirement. Yes, I've made my money. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Is that your phone? Yeah, yeah it is. Um, Who, who's ringing you? I don't know. I actually don't recognise the number. So what are you doing this then? <laughs> Mr. Austin also hasn't been making friends in the racing paddock of Australia with many interesting labels being attached. This is where potentially Mr. Austin falls over. There's no background, no high level capability. Nothing that raises confidence in the people to do business with him. Uh, Warbster, I believe uh, one source has said he's too half-assed for most. Quite. So, Warbster, Paul the Dude Morris has taken a hell of a lot of shots. He has said that Matt Powers is... Extremely unhappy. ...with the demotion of the prize and that the business has... Misled a lot of hard-working people. Now, the dude's not everyone's cup of tea. You know, I... Uh, he's my cup of tea. Oh, he's my cup of tea too. He's a long cup of tea. I tell you what, the the blokes living the life I aspire to, but that's a different story. I doubt he'd go after something so hard unless he's really convinced. Now, he wasn't this harsh on cams during the stadium super trucks debacle. Hmm. Which is a really, really big thing, considering Morris actually has a stake in the stadium super trucks. Absolutely. But he does make some good points. Why change a prize promised for the reason of learning process? Why did you not do that from the start if it was suddenly deemed to be so important? Especially after they went so hard at the Super 2 angle in the media. Let's do some numbers on 2019, Warbster, but we probably want to... At the back end of this, we'll we'll compare it to 2018. Mm. So, Pro, aka the Super 3 drive, which last year was a Super 2 drive, this year is worth $300,000 with a prize pool total of around 400 between first, second, third, and top international. Warbster entry fees? Uh, entry fee is for this particular category is 29.50, so they need 136 entries just to one of the prizes. So Warbster, when we look at uh, six rounds with the seventh as the finale, that's 23 competitors in the pro group alone each round, hmm. just, just to break even on prize money. And that's before you can any of the other costs in which we'll go into in a minute. Yep. Like track hire. Yeah, no, we'll go into that. So. GT. Okay, the 12-hour drives. Uh, 90 grand a piece. Yep. So the pro- prize pool, 225 grand. Mm-hmm. Sound engineer, what's that entry? $2,250. So they need 100 entries to honour that. That's 17 at each of the six rounds minimum mm. for break even. I think you can see where we're going. The amateur, amateur prize warbster. Uh, 100 grand. Yeah, with down, down, a, from, down from 150 this year. Mm-hmm. Prize pool total of 140. Entry 1750. They need 83 for their break even. That's 14 competitors around. Uh, prize pool total is actually 145,000. Yeah, sorry. Just in case any lawyers are listening. Yeah, my apologies. <laughs> Rookie prize budget's 30 grand with a prize pool of 50. Entry... It's worth seven fifty. Yeah, so sixty-seven. There's twelve. So we're talking about seventy competitors at each day of Aussie Driver Search, just to cover the costs of the prizes. Mm. So, and I do have to be in fairness to Aussie Driver Search. The rookie um, allocation is actually booked out. They're already sold out. Yeah, there's no places left. Yep, and seven hundred and fifty dollars isn't mm. a lot of money mm. for you know essentially to. You're gambling 750 for a chance to, uh, to take 30k. So, yeah. look, and we've done some. We worked a bit. Worked a bit out. Track costs are around 10 grand, roughly. Let's say 10 grand for a nice round figure to hire a track for the day. Warbster. Driver coaches and judges are about 500 apiece, unless you get somebody with name cachet like Glenn Seaton, yeah, who was so, heavily involved last year. You know, I know a few guys that do a bit of driver coaching, and you know, 500 is probably a nice round figure for them a day. Hotels, meals, all sorts of other bits and pieces. We reckon about $25,000 a day in 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 out in outgoings just to run the event. And that's that's so that's another 200,000. 
and that's before we worry about paying for any vehicles, running costs, petrol, tires, mechanics, spares, the transporter, PR, media, photography, all that sort of biz, website upkeep, accountancy, and all those other lovely expenses that make running a business so much fun. So, in a nutshell, it's a bloody expensive exercise, and whether it proves to be sustainable and grow into the type of fixture on the scene that really, deep down inside, we'd all love it to be something that these kids can aspire to. Um, it's damn expensive. You know, $300,000 $300, investment to go and race Super 3. There's been some kids graduate out of different categories and go and run a TA2 car. They're 140 grand to buy, and then, you know, six rounds or seven rounds of running them as well is uh, motorsports never ever been cheap mm. so it's almost like you're buying a raffle ticket but you back it up with your ability mm. but whether or not this whole costing model proves sustainable it's really hard to tell at this point yeah I just need to add too that the costs to run in 2019 your entry fees and your prizes have both come down mm. If you're actually genuinely interested in this, do a little bit of uh, Googling because we, I'm pondering at the moment, are market forces in play? Is that what? Is that why the prices have come down? Because there is actually a competitor in the market, albeit a very different level of prize, but a very cheaper uh, opportunity. So, And then you throw in the Dudes Racing Academy where you've got, where he owns the racetrack, he owns a fleet of cars, he's got a group of driver coaches, including himself, so he's essentially got no outgoings or overheads because Norwell's paying for itself well and truly, and he's In got Paul, and he's got Paul Morris Motorsports. So hmm. um, it would be it would be a hell of a lot cheaper if you were a customer of the Dude Academy than any of the others out there at the moment. Yeah, but anyway, we'll see um, how these things transpire over the next uh, few months and possibly years, and uh, keep you up to date. But as far as Aussie driver search is concerned, we wish it well, but. We've just got some question marks. Yep. Is that Tim I can hear? So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. major corporation, government department, sporting star or public figure? Do you need help containing your public image disaster? Do you need help hosing down the media circus around you and your business? We can help. At Public Image Limited, we can stand in front of any recording device and pretend we have no idea what we're talking about. Staying on message by delivering as little actual information as possible. That's how the game is played in this tech-savvy, social media, content-driven age. Uh, Pierre, Public Image Limited is already a thing. A band. Johnny Rotten. You chose their music to play in the background. Well, to be honest, mate, I've got no fucking idea. See, it's that easy. To see what we can do for you, contact us today. Use the code word Pierre to receive an extra two people nodding in the background of a doorstop interview absolutely free. Call us on 1-800-FAKE-AD. Call us. Call us now. Public Image Limited, eh? Who'd have thought? So, welcome back to the racing cast, where the facts are made up and the points don't matter. Having just finished silly season for this year, I was already looking at 2020, which has started with a bang, and much talk surrounding Tickford's Chaz Mostert. Having signed a one-year deal late last year, he is a probable entrant in the... Top Drive Wheel of Fortune! Yes, that's right. Australia's favourite game show is back. Roland and Roger have each donated cars which you can win the Supercars Championship with. And over to our host, the DSO. Welcome to the wheel and let's meet our first contestant, Chaz. So, Chaz is back for another year at Tickford, but all is not well within the team. The all but confirmed TCR deal he made with some help from his mates the Morecams with HSO Motorsport to drive a Hyundai i30N was squashed by Tim Edwards and Ford due to it being a competitor product. 
there were new chassis promised at Tickford, but nothing was finished fast enough, so the new quote-unquote Mustangs are rebodies. Tickford are slowly weakening the further they get from the Ford factory days, and more to the point, further behind the big two. When Chaz arrived there, they were THE Ford team, and now they're not. Chaz is out of contract at the end of 2019, along with the Wing Cup, SVG, and Fabs. Chaz and the Holden might sound odd to the Blue Oval faithful, but we heard something over the break, didn't we, DSO? We certainly did, Warbster, and uh, my um, my sources were uh, were running hot, and that wasn't just uh, Sriracha or Tabasco. I have it on reasonably good authority that Simona Di Silvestro wasn't hey, <laughs> Simona. Simona wasn't the first choice to go into the Triple Eight Falcon. I have it Falcon. on very. Wow. <laughs> that's staying in. Yeah, no, that's not staying in. <laughs> yes, so, it is. But, so, lads, I have it on fairly good authority that Simona Di Silvestro wasn't the first choice to go into the Triple Eight Commodore, readily vacated by Craig Lowndes for 2019. I have heard that it was very, very close to Chaz Mostert, and I think, uh, as my man said to me, it was only the fact that he wasn't willing to break his contract that kept him away. Yes, and um, look, the, the red and blue faithful probably have a bit of a hard time swallowing this to this day, but the fact is, drivers don't really care which brand it is as long as it's competitive. And, um, and the way Tickford was last year... Exactly, and the way Tickford uh, was going last year, uh, especially towards the beginning of the season, I think jumping anywhere would have been a better uh, option. So, there you have it. Uh if things had panned out the way that, well, it appears uh, our old mate who can't stop ringing us would have planned, it would have been a three-car Triple Eight team with Chaz Mostert running this year in the Triple Eight. And, uh, yeah, who knows? So, given that everyone's out of contract, so there's nothing to break, maybe, we, maybe we'll see at the end of the year, and we touched on earlier in our predictions, lads, our top fives, people are driving for their futures uh, maybe it's time for Jamie to just uh, slide on away into that management role that uh, he's plumped himself in. He's, he's got some shares in Triple Eight. Mm. I don't know. Well, yeah, but you want to talk about that one, uh, sound don't, engineer? I don't see that happening. Wing Cup's still awfully competitive in the series. He's the goat. <laughs> the goat. He's the greatest yeah. of all time. All right. Pains me to say that. The <laughs> man, Allegedly. The man is the goat. Yep. He's won. Allegedly. Yes. Seven, he's and apparently the Australian Touring Car Champion seven times. Mm-hmm. And... I won't get you started. Sorry, there's no Stop. reason. Don't roll your eyes like that. Thank you. There's no reason Triple Eight wouldn't buy back another wreck and have him run a third. And whoa, 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 whoa. If they want Chaz that you, badly... Hang on. Why would you hand a, a wreck over and then pay money to the Seamster and co... For, to get one back unless he's um shorting himself from the point of view of I'll sell the wreck back for this much and then I'll pay the value that it's worth at the end of next year when probably It'll be uh, we keep this. we keep saying that Ke- the Kellys are handing a couple of back in which case the market's not going to be as valuable as it was this year so we know that well, let's do a bit of naval gazing as well we know that the techno's on thin ice mm-hmm. in terms of sponsorship um I cannot see how the Kellys will be able to afford with Simona's money gone the Kellys are really going to struggle next for 2020 uh, Heimgartner's um, plus fitness money isn't worth as much as some people would probably like to think no so it's going to get really interesting it, potentially the Kellys hand back one maybe two uh, there'll be there's there was one that go, one that went back last year probably well, two sorry tick- two that went back last year probably from, lose uh, another Tickford from T- yeah from from, Tick- from Tickford and T8 there's potentially four up their sleeve you know, Triple Eight might shore themselves up. Like, why, why let a good driver go to the opposition and beat us when we can spend a little bit? Uh, he'll take some. Chaz will certainly take some money with him. Mm. Potentially super cheap. Well, he's got super cheap. He's his personal sponsor. Correct. Well, apparently. So, let's. Uh, you know, if you were Roland and you were able to make the numbers stack up, mm. you this exactly the same thing as running a third car for Shane Van Gisbergen. Mm. I'm going to take him so no one else gets him and runs him against me. Uh, that's rolling again, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just I'm not even going to answer. <sighs> you know what, Pierre? Just turn the fucking thing off. Yeah, you're going to do that now. Yeah, the other point to make is, though, is that Penske can't afford 
to do whatever yeah. they want. And Penske, Penske could th- easily afford the same thing. A P- Penske could indeed do a third. So um, they could probably it- af- they could easily afford four. Now, but they probably wouldn't. There's been all sorts of whispers about you know Chaz and some international BMW deal. Warbs, do you made a point that they're they're going to. F- BMW are going to be scaling back internationally next year, so it's sort uh, yeah, of... it looks like the uh, M8 program and the uh, DTM are going to be their main programs. The M6 is uh, a fairly old car in GT3 terms these days, yep. and I don't see that there's a replacement on the horizon, and more to the point, why would Chaz go over there? He's not going to make as much money, so... No, I think um, I think Penske can... He's, uh, well, he's driven if you want, a car for more than five years. He's mm. got a lot of seed time and experience in a supercar. Why wouldn't he stay with what he's got? A lot of experience and skill. Well, I think Penske gives him the opportunity if uh, if it means picking him up, whether it's as a third driver or the second driver at Penske. Uh, if Roger wants to start a GT3 program in uh, in America, I'm pretty sure he could find someone else and uh, offer Chaz a seat. There's lots and lots of things there. Roger's Roger's about making winning making teams win mm-hmm. and making things good for Penske. And the other thing to point out is that um, Acura slash Honda do have a GT3 car and Acura slash Honda are already under the Penske umbrella in uh, the IMSA series. So he does eat, there, there is a background there and um, as far as Chaz is concerned it's just a matter of he, he's not staying. He's going somewhere else. Yes, yeah, there's, there's oh, no he, argument. He's there going is absolutely else. no way he will be at Tickford next year. The Hyundai furor just made just made it very plain that it's probably not the place he wants to be anymore. He was already on the verge of leaving as it was. Probably it's best for both because um, Chaz has been their meal ticket for so many years. He's dragged cars up the grid that didn't deserve to be there. Hmm. Between him and Winterbottom, that team would not be what it is today without them. And I'd argue that Winter, I mean, Winterbottom was past his sell by a few years ago. If Chaz, Chaz wants to win now, 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 it's not going to be a Tickford. No, no way. All right, so before we jump to the next bit, we'll run a live update, which won't be live when you hear this. Mm. But just to back up what we are talking about, Super 2 Warbster with three laps to go, the top five in race three of the Super 2 series from Adelaide is Bryce Fullwood, Brody Kostecki, Zane Goddard, Tom Randall and Will Brown. So our top four are sitting pretty well. Printing one, two, three, and five mm. with uh, pretty much how we look at it. Goddard's a good talent as well. He's probably a bit young in the series, but um, if he has a good year um, this year, he should be able to back that up next year. Absolutely. And um, yeah, Dan Fiore is spotting it up midfield like usual. Oh, please. What do you think of Ash Walsh? Uh, Ash Walsh is probably is a reasonable steer. I don't think he's in much of a car at the moment. Uh, yes, I don't. Well, we hope if there's a GT3 program that he doesn't get behind the wheel of a Brabham. Mm. No, it wasn't a Brabham. It was a. It was a. Joss. It was a fucking Brabham. To keep things moving along, little bit of off-season news, Warbster. Mm-hmm. Someone that I know, Hunter McElray, took out yep. the Australian Formula Ford series which gave him a ticket to the $200,000 Road to Indy prize, which he went and won. So he beat 20 of the quickest kids in the world in out of Formula Ford. I know, giving the quickest drivers money to go up a level is novel, but let's just go with it. Yes, and uh, this segues nicely into... Young Person's Rap. Ray demolished the field in the postseason US Formula 2000 test day in Indianapolis and has signed with the reigning champion Pabst Racing and he hopes to emulate his Australian hero. <laughs> yeah, well written. He's Australian. <clears throat> his New Zealand hero, Scott Dixon, over there. He's born in Brisbane. Um, yes, Pabst Racing. Now, for those of you who are beer connoisseurs, that is uh, the same family that started the Pabst Brewing Empire. So all you American hipsters out there listening to our podcast, all two of you, that would be Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes. Uh, He will drive against a familiar face in Cam Shields. Yeah, so Cam's landed a drive at Newman Wachs Racing and has support from, amongst others, fellow Toowoombaite. 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 Toowoombian. I don't know. Toowoombian. Toowoomba Castrian. 
Someone from Toowoomba. Thank you. Will Power. Uh, someone that um, isn't Will from Power. New Zealand. Isn't that like... Yes, I know that's not having another beer at the end of the night. That's different <laughs> willpower. So, Warbster, there's another domestic link with Newman Wax. Can anyone guess what it is? Uh, well, I know. It's uh, Simona de Silvestro raced for them in 2009. Well, your research ability astounds me even still. <laughs> and the other point to make with Newman Wax is uh, the Newman in that was the late Paul Newman. Paul Lequestro Newman of the pasta sauce and mayonnaise fame. <laughs> and Newman Haas. Apparently you could act a bit too. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. So while we're on young bikes overseas, fellow Australian Formula Ford talent Bart Horston out of Perth, g'day Garth, is, and that's not that's not the Garth you think, it's the Garth we know, mm. shout outs all around this episode, is off to British Formula 4 with top team Arden. Hi Denozo. Arden is a uh, multi-junior category powerhouse in Europe and has deep links to the Red Bull Junior Driver program. The team was started by... Da, da, da. Christian Horner. Hmm. You know, Dan Ricardo's mate. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, domestic runaway Oscar Piastri is on his way to F- Formula Renault Euro Cup with the defending champion R8 team having tasted a GP3 test in the off-season. He's not really done much racing over here. He kind of went over to Europe at a young age and worked his way up through the ranks there, but he's definitely another one we will be keeping an eye on. Absolutely. So there you have it. That's a semi-regular segment we'll run throughout the year called... Young Person's Rap. That just about wraps us up for this episode of the Racing Cast. We promise we won't make it this long next time, but... Where did your throat come from? Oh, apart from his not ringing us for about, you know, three months, how about you do our intro? Ah, of course. And it's time to welcome back a popular segment on this show, starring our good friends, Spatter and Nugget, with Scruggy. We've been shearing sheep, we've been mustering stock, we've been culling our roots, we've been spraying the crops, we've been droving cattle, an old stock route Now it's Saturday night We pile in the ute We're the boys from the bush And we're back in town G'day lads, how's it going? Yeah mate, yeah good mate Yeah, yeah Bloody super utes, eh? Hey, they're over at Adelaide yep. 13, 13 cars Got a couple of new ones Tell you what, it's going to be a great season What do you mean 13? They only started 10 today Oh, they've had a couple of crashes. I mean, I mean, they're they're falling over themselves to entertain the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Entertain the crowd? They were rolling over and they still weren't entertaining the crowd. Well, yeah, that's because everyone was off buying beers and pies and... Taking a piss. Overpriced hot dogs and shit. Yeah, taking a piss because the lines were about 10 metres long because no one wanted to watch them. Yeah. Listen, listen. Come on, we're here to talk them up. They're our favourite category, remember? Oh, oh, all the jumpy trucks Yeah, I love the jumpy trucks. Well, we're yeah, not going to see the jumpy trucks because I don't think they're coming back. Oh, but... I, I, I don't think they're going to go to that uh, ASA or whatever their name is. I don't, I don't know whether they're going to have them or not. I don't think Cam's is going to have them, so I don't know what's going on with jumpy trucks. I mean, even Paul Morris has shut up about them, and but then again, if you were driving that Cortina, you'd be—I'd rather be driving a Cortina than a jumpy truck, eh? You know what I'm saying? Get all that, get all over that Insta, eh? Yeah, what do you reckon, Scrape? Oh yeah, mate. Bit old for you, Scrape. No, she might have a little sister. Now, but anyway, you know, in, in America, where they allow um, categories to run, uh, the Matty Grabs won the uh, won the, uh, se- the the stadium super fucking trucks or whatever the fuck they're called. Jumpy trucks, mate. Jumpy, jumpy just, trucks. Just come jumpy trucks. Right. Don't, don't overcomplicate the situation. The Utes are super and the trucks are jumpy. Right? Okay. Well, the jump Matty Grabs won the uh, jumpy trucks. And I'm having a really hard time keeping up his voice. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's all right. I'll carry you through, mate. I'll carry you through. Hey, listen. Did you see? Uh, did you see that the super Utes are even more super now? They got side pipes. Oh yeah, they got side pipes, mate. That, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's like a WB with you know the great big chrome side pipe down the side. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. also also means there's more. Didn't dangerous. stop them from rolling over. Nah, well, 
Did you see the one on its roof with the outriggers? On its roof? I thought it was a Polynesian canoe at one stage, mate. It probably handles like a Polynesian canoe. Probably handles worse. So listen, we've got to round this out because the boys want to finish up this bloody shitty podcast. I've come to the conclusion why the crowd hate Super Utes. Because they're boring as batshit? Well, that might be part of it, Scrope. I what? actually find batshit pretty interesting. Oh, please. We used to just shut up. Listen, I reckon... If they had a where the fuck is Yark sticker on the back window and some Bundy sponsorship, heaps more people would love them. You know what I reckon? What about Canago Pub? Nah, I reckon LS The Field. Hashtag LS The Field. Hashtag LS The Field, man. We might have to. So, do these blokes understand that Facebooks thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've made a new page for us. It's called Nugget and Spanner. You've got to go and have a look at it, right? It's just, it's just all great photo content, right? So I reckon we're just about done here. We'll, uh, we'll go back to the Warbster and that other vlog. Thanks, guys, for that. And uh, it's great to see you back. We'll see you throughout the year. Absolutely. So, uh, sound engineer, I nearly yeah. killed your scrote. <laughs> Talk about breaking character. Sound engineer, have you got something to leave us with? I'll leave you with this word of wisdom. Yes. Roland's still trying to call me. I'll leave you with another word of wisdom. Parity. Hashtag sport not politics.